Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you're in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. It is Wednesday, May the 4th, 2022. Y'all decided to wake y'all asses up with Ray G. And I appreciate you tapping in. If it's your first time on the channel, welcome. Good people in the building. Who we got? Who we got here this morning? Uh, I see Joe in the building. Uh, Dynasty Barry. Scott Connor in the building. The great Scott Connor in the building. Uh, Adrian, Mike, Todd, Timothy, David, John, Johnny. What's going on, Mike? How y'all doing? John in the building. Salvatore, Shane, Joe, Mike, Reigns. It's a good day. It's a good day to talk uh, Talk some uh, 2023 class. Look ahead. There's already some mocks out talking about uh, who the top prospects are going to be in the 2023 class. We're still trying to digest and react to the information uh, from 2022, right? We're still trying to make sense of the 2022 class. I recorded a podcast last night with Josh Larkey, man, the great Josh Larkey. That should be dropping later today on FTN's uh, podcast network. We kind of went through, um, you know, sort of our opinions on the landing spots. We've been talking about it all week. Y'all have been talking about it amongst yourselves, amongst the league mates, listening to other content creators. Um, there's no doubt, there's no doubt that whatever you think of, especially the quarterbacks from 2022, that won't be the case here in 2023. And we'll talk about a little bit of those players today. If you want more content, more information, tap into the squad, patreon.com forward slash all gas. But uh, Jay Rich, how you doing this morning, man? How you doing, my friend? I'm good, man. I'm good. You know, we had uh, a good day, an okay day yesterday of the NBA betting. So mm. I'm, I'm coming into the day with a enthused. <laughs> I'm enthused, right? But I'm more excited about this. And it's funny. One of the top comments as soon as we went live was finally a real draft class. And, you know, I, I sort of agree, sort of disagree. But I think where people are going to be excited is, like you said, and been saying forever, the running backs by far better than last class. And and I think overall, just the talent that's going to be coming into the NFL. I think you talk, think about the topics we've been talking about the most recently, the running back dynasty rankings, how old some of these top guys are, the wide receiver influx into the NFL. And, and I think this class will really inject some new life into the NFL overall. So I'm excited to see, you know, where they are now in your ranks and kind of how we view them as a, as a collective. And then, you know, where they're obviously going to end up by the time the NFL draft rolls around. Well, I don't know if you saw, and I think I touched on this. I think I touched on it on the show on Monday briefly. Um, but Mel Kuyper came out and said that if he had to set the over under for quarterbacks drafted in round one next year, he would set that number at six and a half and he would smash the over on, on that. Um, and then, you know, we, I was having this conversation, I know for sure, with some of the patrons last night. And it was like, yo, Ray, are there even seven quarterback opportunity spots available yeah, in the NFL. Literally. And we went through like not even half the teams and we were already at eight by the time we got done, <laughs> like before we even went through it, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you look at it right now, Detroit probably in need of a quarterback, the Atlanta yep. Falcons, 
you could yep. put the uh, the Carolina Panthers up there. An yep. interesting question was brought to my attention. Uh, Larky asked me last night we were recording, what happens to Zach Wilson? If Zach Wilson, with all the weapons that he has this year, if Zach, listen to me, if Zach Wilson goes out there and fails and looks terrible again in year two, the Jets are probably going to be drafting high and be in a position to take a Young, a Stroud, a Richardson, a Levis, whomever it is. Would they really pass on pass on that for another season of Zach Wilson if he fails? Uh, we went through the Giants. They're probably in need of a quarterback declining Daniel yeah. Jones' fifth-year option. You know what I'm saying? Um, we'll, we'll see what happens in, uh, in Tennessee with Ryan Tannehill. Do they extend him or do they dump him? And is, is Malik Willis the guy or is he not? And I don't think uh, being a third-round pick is going to lock him into any guaranteed opportunity, um, mm-hmm. you know, if, if, if Tennessee's in a position to get one of these quarterbacks. So the point is there are absolutely – Seattle, they need a quarterback. There are absolutely uh, the landing spots available for some of these quarterbacks to take over and, and eventually uh, be drafted as a – as a replacement, Indianapolis with Matt Ryan, how much longer is he going to be there? So you start going down the list and you're like, damn, there really could be, you know, five, six, seven quarterbacks. And I know it's far out, right? A lot of things are going to change. There are going to be some players that rise to the forefront that we're not thinking about right now. And there's some players that we're thinking about that will fall. Remember when we did this a year ago, uh, you know, this time last year after 2021, the consensus number one overall pick to the Houston Texans was Spencer Rattler. You know what I mean? And that was like locked and loaded. It's Spencer Rattler. Yeah. And then uh, we started, got to a point in time where players like Carson Strong, mocked in the first round by big industry analyst, he went undrafted. So a lot of shit still going to shake out, remain to be seen. But it's good to start taking a look and, 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 and take a look ahead at what's coming potentially down the 2023 uh, pipeline. Is there any... Any kind of news that dropped in the NFL, Jay, that, that we, we, we need to touch on, that we need to talk about? Um, I'm trying to pull up this mock draft database thing where you can kind okay. of look at all this composite. I don't even know what the damn thing is, but is there any news that we need to get into? Not that I've seen so far. Um, Steelers declined Devin Bush's option, which was kind of surprising, yeah, to be that. honest. And then, yeah. you know, like the DeAndre Hopkins news. But outside of that, not really anything to it's mostly the uh, comments made by Ryan Tannehill was the biggest thing popping through the news yesterday where he's saying he isn't supposed to be Malik Willis's mentor. And there was a story about him having a really yeah. rough time after the, the AFC game against the Bengals. You know, it is what it is. It's still a slow time. Um, what we did get, though, I don't know if people did see this, was that they released the schedule for rookie minicamps, and they start in the next couple of days. So we may see yep. some hype videos, some cell windows maybe opening for some of these players if you have them on your roster. So definitely look out for that. Because um, that will be a time when, as Dynasty fans, we start to see some things pop up out of nowhere. But mostly, you know, it's slow, waiting for training camps, rookie mini camps, uh, rookie drafts, you know, in going strong so far. I'm not sure how many rookie drafts you've done so far. I've only done a couple, still waiting on a few to kick off. But uh, it's been a good time, man. It's been a good time with all the overreaction. You see some people have Kenneth Walker ranked super high, and you have some ranked him very low. Um, I feel like we're somewhere in the middle with how we feel about Kenneth Walker in Seattle this year. Yeah, I've done a couple of rookie rookie drafts, but they're in um they how do I say this like casual dynasty leaguers. So it's it's kind of hard to really gauge um how good or accurate they are. They're fast drafts, they're like 2 minutes and it's people who really don't pay attention. So they're all kind of shitty to be honest with you. Like I I look across and I'm like, "Wow, this is what people are doing." But that's 
These are the people that are putting uh, decisions in the keep trade cut and building ADP <laughs> off of. Uh, like I've had, I've had three. One of my home dynasty leagues, another one with some frat brothers, and they were all kind of just. You could tell it's it's people who really don't know what they're doing. Those are even harder than actual yeah. like rookie yeah. drafts in the end because you really like you could trade up, but then it's like, oh, I didn't really need to trade up because someone just took. Rashad there, White here's the thing. Here's picks. the thing. Like, in those leagues, there's no trading. Um, there's no trade ups. There's no trade backs. It's just take whoever you want. But it's it, it's kind of it's just kind of funny. I just sit back and kind of laugh. But um, anyways, let's get into 2023. What are we? What are we looking at? So everybody's like pivot off of this class, trade for yeah. 2023 first rounders. And we kind of did a show a few, I don't know, about a month ago, Jay, a little over a month ago, where we talked yep. about like the top rated quarterbacks in the class, but we really didn't go through any other positions. So uh, right now, let's just let's just rattle off some quarterbacks. I mean, it's it's pretty obvious that at the top of the class, man, you got Bryce Young out of Alabama. Uh, Heisman Trophy winner coming back for another season, probably just going to smash and light up the SEC this fall. You know, one of the concerns about Bryce Young, you see on the highlights, right? He's he's kind of thin, right? He's he's not the biggest guy, but when you're just talking about the ability to process, read defenses, deliver the ball accurately, uh, ice water in his veins. I mean, come on, man! Like, is probably where are you at young or Stroud for the number one, for the number one quarterback and don't hold us to these ranks right now. This is just a damn may talk, but there's a lot to, you know, a lot to unfold, but who are you thinking about Jay as the top quarterback? Is it young? Is it Stroud? Which one are you rolling with? I mean, I think I'm gonna have to see what happens this year. I think, you know, seeing how these guys develop, but for right now, it's still, for me, it's Stroud. I think what we saw from Stroud this year is just impossible to ignore he was a player who I, I, I've talked about like this forever we dogged him at, for that Minnesota game because he played really bad in the first half yeah. and then he lit up the second half for 300 yards so again to see his development from being skittish in the pocket unsure where to throw the ball throwing the ball high not being on time to watching that Rose Bowl game back which I watched it yesterday pulling some Jackson Smith and Jigba highlights it's like to see his development over the course of the year shows how much room he has still to grow. Where with Bryce Young, he was just consistent all year. He was really, really good. You point to the Auburn game when he kind of had his Heisman moment, and that's when he really became Bryce Young, future first first overall pick, second overall yeah. pick, whatever it may be. But for me, I think it's still CJ Stroud. The mobility concerns as far as fantasy outlook, I totally understand. But I think I'm going to roll with that big QB with the big arm. People can say Ohio State quarterbacks. I, I still think I'm going to roll with C.J. Stroud when the chips fall. Um, I love Alabama quarterbacks, too. I love the way they develop. Obviously, I love the way that Bryce Young plays. But I think that there's so much more room for C.J. Stroud to grow. And I think if he shows it this year, wins a Heisman, he'll probably be the number one overall pick come next April. Yeah, um, it's it's one of those two, in my opinion, man. It's one of those two guys. I think it's C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young early on. Um, you know, when Chris Olave in, in Ohio State, when, when those Ohio State players had their pro day, the, the buzz out of the Ohio State pro day camp was it wasn't Garrett Wilson. It wasn't Chris Olave. It wasn't Jeremy Record. I don't even think he participated because he was hurt. It was it was C.J. Stroud and how enamored the scouts were with him and how excited they were. So as we look back on the 2022 class, like they're getting a chance to see C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. And then they have to look yeah. at uh, Matt Corral and Malik Willis, and they're like, man, I'd just rather get one of these guys. You know what I'm saying? I'd just rather get one of these these hot names. But it's not just those two guys in the class. You still have players. Somebody that I want to bring up that has not been getting a lot of buzz right now, 
but I guarantee you will be in first-round consideration next year, is North Carolina State's got a running back, Devin Leary, 6'1", 215 pounds, uh, 3,500 passing yards last year, close to it, 35 touchdowns, five interceptions, uh, you know, 6'1", 215, like I said. I think Devin Leary is going to be somebody, Jay Rich, when we're talking about, like, you know, some of these up-and-coming, who are these quarterbacks that could really make a name for themselves this upcoming season? I think Devin Leary's firmly on that radar. We all know about Will the Thrill Levis, man. Uh, you know, just a big, big quarterback, athletic dude, over 200 yards a season on the ground throughout his uh, throughout his collegiate career at Penn State in Kentucky. Comes back for one more year at Kentucky. Probably the strongest arm in this entire class. Just looks like... Uh, a player that the NFL scouts are just going to love. And we showed these highlights a couple of months ago. You just see, just look at the, the ease in which he throws the ball, his size. I mean, it's just a flick of the wrist. That That is, that is, we're, we're just watching this, Jay. Like, I mean, every, every, time, every time I watch it, I'm just like, this is this is just nuts, right? Just this is one of those highlights that when you're just scrolling Instagram at two AM, Will Levis just pops on your screen. You're yeah, like, just, damn, that was you, him. You just you just see it and you're like, all right. So it's not just the arm talent, right? He's got some areas of his game he needs to prove improve on. I was talking with one of the Debbie Watch guys, um, and he, you know, uh, I think Mike Renner put out a mock PFF, and they had Will Levis at at nine overall to the wow. Seahawks. Yeah, had him as a top ten pick. Um, he's just, the talent is there, right? And what I say is the pathway to first round draft capital for Will Levis has already been laid beautifully by one Zach Wilson. Like when he does shit like this at his pro day, people are going to be like, man, you just, the arm strength, right? It's Josh Allen, mini version of Josh Allen. You you just see it coming. Um, he's gregarious. He has this, uh, I don't know, kind of galvanizing personality, at least when you see him in interviews and, I think he's mm-hmm. got an NIL deal with some horse racing company. Like it's like he's just he's just a cool dude, man. He's eating bananas with the skin on it. Like he just yeah. just seems like <laughs> a fun insane, guy, man. right? He just he see and and doing it in the SEC. If so he can improve mm-hmm. in the SEC, Will Levis is definitely going to be up there. Devin Leary, Stroud, Young, Phil Jerkovich is another one of those guys who's yeah. being mocked. Um, you know, I'm looking at the 2023 consensus kind of big board. Um, right now, and I'm seeing him 31 to 31 to the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, he's had a peak of seven, you know, 26 overall. Still kind of like these these mock drafts are still kind of yucky, right? Because they still have Spencer Rattler as a you know the top first round pick. DJU still going consensus around pick 27 based on the mocks, and there haven't wow. been a ton of mocks. Um, you got a guy like JT Daniels, no thank you, Hendon Ooh. Hooker. Maybe Tanner McKee. Tanner McKee's one to watch out for. Um, and then Anthony Richardson. You know, we talked about A. Rich and his skill set. Uh, if if he continues to improve, uh, the best, what, Russian quarterback in this class, no doubt, Anthony yeah, Richardson. And he's fucking six foot four, 230-something pounds. So you're, we're definitely going to see the um, – we're going to see the Cam Newton kind of comparisons, Florida, Cam Newton – it's it's a shame Florida hasn't retired the number fifteen jersey yet from Tim Tebow. But every Anthony time Richardson, I see these clips, I think that right. It's yeah, it's madness to see someone wearing fifteen. But it's funny that it's a Russian quarterback who also has a cannon of an arm, unlike Tim Tebow. So, like you said, the ceiling for Anthony Richardson is just insanely high, and yeah. the way he plays, I'm just I'm excited to watch him this year, man. He should be really really good. Yeah, I think that's going to be the dude. And apparently, 
Um, if you tap into some people, he had uh, an incredible spring game as well. Just looks like he's got command of that offense. Uh, Cody Carpentier right now says QB1. Anthony Richardson, QB1. Um, I, I've learned my lesson. I'm not going, I, I probably am not going to put out any, any numbers next to uh, players moving forward. I'm just going to lump them together and be like, I like him. Like he's a tier one, tier one quarterback prospect for me, and I'll figure it out as we get down the line. But I'm telling you, he he's the one. I think if 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 all cylinders go, A. Rich is the one that people are going to be super intrigued about for fantasy purposes because of his unique skill set, the ability to run, the ability to pass. Uh, so that's kind of that that's kind of what we're looking at. And, and you know, when you look at all these quarterbacks, Jay, as prospects, I would take every one of the at least the four that we showed on here, the four highlights. I would take Richardson. Levis, Young, and Stroud over every quarterback from 2022. Every one yeah, I would too. I like would every too. one of them as prospects. Um, I I love the skill set of Malik Willis, but when I'm comparing SEC competition that Young, that Richardson, and that Levis are competing in, and then the Big Ten competition that C.J. Stroud is competing in versus Liberty, and just how good these guys were. I don't I don't think I don't think you can I don't think you can put Malik, Corral, Pickett, Sam yep. Howell, any of those guys over these quarterbacks. And again, Kuiper said he'd set the number at six and a half with juice to the over. Like that's that's all you need to know when when it comes to that, right? Um yeah. now let, let's talk about what I believe is not the strength of twenty twenty three. And, you know, I think a lot of people just look at twenty twenty three in this wholesale lens that it's top to bottom just dwarfs 2022. But yeah. the reason why I think a lot of people think that the class is better because the strength of the class is quarterback and running back. And normally that's what defines an upcoming, at least rookie class yeah. for fantasy purposes is how strong are the quarterbacks, how strong are the running backs? And there's no doubt the quarterbacks and the running backs in 2023 are much stronger than the ones in 2022. But the wide receiver group is where Things get dicey with wide receivers for me. Um, you got a couple of guys at the top. Uh, one that's in recent news is Jordan Addison, now of the transfer portal. And Jordan Addison won the Bolitnikoff Award last year. Really reminds me of, like, he's built and looks like Devontae Smith, right? When you look at him, six foot, yeah. I believe 100, and listed at 175 pounds. A lot of people said this is the guy that made Kenny Pickett was Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison is probably going to be transferring to the University of Southern California, fight on USC Trojans, and he paired with Caleb Williams will light up the Pac-12. But but you see Jordan Addison, easy separator, can go get the ball downfield, speed the run past defensive backs. You know, his what people are going to talk about when it comes to Jordan Addison in rookie drafts is the size, right? Because he looks He's, he's thin, man. He looks just like yeah. what Smitty looked like when he was at Alabama, except Smith did it in the SEC and Jordan Addison is doing it in the ACC. But he should be uh, a round one talent. You see some of the catches. Yeah, just looking at his hands. Addison is nasty. Um, he's he's really good. I, I don't know if he's being projected right now. Jay, as a, as a round one pick, let me see. Yeah, Really, he's yeah, not? Yeah, yeah, he is. He is. I'm, I'm seeing right now. Projection number six overall to the uh yeah. uh Boutte, number eight overall to Chicago. So the Bears get Justin Fields. Uh he's around <laughs> sitting at around 
sitting at around 12 with the peak position of nine for Jordan Addison. So uh, should be a first round pick next year in the NFL draft. I think he's super dope. Uh, Kayshawn Boutte is somebody that he's an interesting case because I, I still don't know. I think we were supposed to know. I hope Matt Bruning is in the building. I I think we were supposed to know May 1st what Kayshawn Boutte was going to do. Is he going to stay at LSU? Mm -hmm. Is he going to transfer? I didn't see any big news about it, so I'm assuming he's going to stay at LSU. Is he going to play this year? I don't know, man. Nobody wants wants goddamn... uh, Oh, oh, Cody? Cody, excuse me. Cody's talking about Levis. Levis is QB1. Excuse me. Listen, I've said... I've said if they're... And this is early. If there were going to be a quarterback to push for that, like Levis does all the things that the NFL scouts like. And I think he's got a shot. He's good, man. I've been talking about him now for a year and a half. I think he's really good. The talent is there. I'm, I'm a big, big Will Levis fan, man. Big, big Will Levis fan. Um, all right. So Bruning said he has been working out. He's in the building. He's working out. Marcus, he's tapped into LSU. Uh, Mike A said he's staying at LSU. So there he is. If he's working out, and he's playing Kayshawn Boutte, tier one level prospect. I still have him in my ranks, man, right now, tier one in 2023. So there is, I, I haven't even moved him. It was just, we wanted to make sure that he was playing, right? I know a lot of players don't really like Brian Kelly. So we were trying to figure out what was going down uh, with uh, with Kayshawn Boutte. But another LSU wide receiver that wears number one, uh, very similar body size as, uh, as uh, Jamar Chase, different player. But Kejon Boutte going to be up there as one of the top wide receivers in the class. And then everybody knows JSN, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Uh, just the dynamic superstar sophomore uh, coming back this season is as the guy at Ohio State. I know they still have a ton of talent with Marvin Harrison and Jr., uh, with Emeka there. With you know they, They've got talent all over the field. But JSN should waltz into the season as the primary target getter. Uh, he should just crush. Like, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about JSN and how good he is. We were kind of talking last night and I don't want to be prisoner of the Rose Bowl moment, but how high would you put JSN in this class of, uh, of 2022 guys where you had, you know, London at eight, you had Garrett Wilson at 10. Yeah. Where would you put him at? He's number one. He's number one. You'd put him him one over every highlight we're watching right now is from one game, one game. He did, he did this. He broke the record for the Rose Bowl record. He broke a bunch of bowl game records. I mean, Ray, realistically, like, how, what do you think his stats are going to look like? 110 catches, 112, 120 catches, 1,600 yards. 50. Probably. Probably. Jay. Jay is um, Jay's glitchy. Jay's glitchy. For JSN. Jay's a little glitchy this morning. We heard nothing. But I think he's going to smash, to your, pit, to your you point. You didn't hear that? No, Damn. you you froze up. I was gonna take you off the screen because I didn't want you to get caught looking like in that frozen mode. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, somebody said Jay is Jay is Jay is dead. Go 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 to it again. JSN, what? I was gonna say I don't think we know what his ceiling could be in this offense. Like I I almost feel like he's just Mister Unlimited in the Big Ten. He's good, man. He's, he's fucking good. He's good. He's my wide receiver one right now. Like that one, I have no problem. I have no problem like putting a number next to the wide receiver yeah. position. Uh, he's he's the WR one. I know some people still have Boutte there. I think JSN is better. I think JSN is better. Um, but Boutte, so those are the three wide receivers right now. Those are the three projected for round one. So when you're just talking about 
round one receivers. You know, this year we saw, what, six taken in round one? And this is yeah. no slight to 2022 because I think London, Wilson, J-Mo, Traylon are all good. Those those dudes are good. But you've got three guys mocked inside of round one. It's early. I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, followed by Marvin Mims out of Oklahoma. I don't know. Maybe is he, have, is he gonna is he gonna fall in for you a little bit? Because you were on him early. Like I remember, yeah, first couple of games you're trading for him in C to C leagues. You were kind of in, but he did he uh, did he end up transferring to USC too? No, I don't believe so. Yeah. Um, that's that's a problem. We'll, we'll we'll see though. I still like Mims, but there's no way I'm putting him in that upper echelon category. You got Raheem Jarrett out of Maryland. Yep. Like him. We'll see how that plays out, right? Um, Josh Downs out of North Carolina is one that I do really like. Uh, he's a smaller, sm shorter wide receiver, but built very well. Um, I like Josh Downs. I think he's going to do really well at North Carolina. And North Carolina cats have been getting love lately outside of the quarterback, right? You got mm. Quentin Johnston, the big dude out of TCU. I'm going to just tell y'all like this. He's the last one. If this dude doesn't hit, I am done. I am helmet scouting. The same way I do Baylor wide receivers. If if Quentin Johnston does not hit, I'm out on TCU wide receivers. That's it. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, as President Bush once said, you, you can't get fooled again. I'm not I'm not doing it again. If Quentin Johnston if Quentin Johnston fails, I'm out on TCU wide receivers for eternity. Call it lazy scouting. Call it what you want. I'm out on Baylor wideouts. And I'm going to be done with with TCU wide receivers. The Big Twelve, it's it's getting sketched, Big 12 man. It's getting well, with it's Oklahoma getting sketched. I think it makes it really really bad. Um, and I know people are mentioning Jermaine Burton now playing at Alabama. He could be another yeah. guy who could be in for a big year, right? Yeah. I mean, he's still clustered. Yeah, I like Burton, but he's not he's not he's not up here with these guys right now. I wouldn't no, take no, no, Burton over Johnston. I wouldn't take him over Downs. Definitely not over Addison Butte or in Jigba. I think if Jermaine Burton were in this class, he probably would have been drafted behind everybody, like Sky well, Moore, yeah, he Pickens. Didn't, he didn't do a ton though, but yeah, hopefully I, Alabama, I think, he could have that Jamison Williams type of rise, right? Maybe not quite that to that level, but to some level, right? To where he actually produces. I mean, he's he's going stuck at Georgia. He's he's Bama, man. He's gonna he's gonna get the draft capital. You know what I'm saying? Like he's gonna get it, but. I don't think I don't think he's up there with those guys, but we'll see. I like Jermaine Burton, was a big fan of him coming out, and I thought he was gonna really do great things at Georgia and it just never materialized. So you got Jermaine yeah. Burton, Anaya Smith, Parker Washington. Uh, we'll see if Jonathan Mingo can get it together at Ole Miss. I like Jaden Reed, but not high. You know, Julian Fleming, no thanks. Zay Flowers. Nah. It's just just a bunch of dudes in in the in a cluster down there. I think the top the top guys that really should be on our watch list at wide receiver: JSN, Butte, Addison, Downs, Johnston, Burton, Mims. But overall, that that, that is not the strength of of 2023. That that's not the strength. It's 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 goddamn quarterback and running back. And we kind of talked about the quarterbacks, running backs. Y'all know who it is at the top. I mean, it's it's. It's this guy. It's Bijan freaking Robinson. Uh, there are some people right now who say he should be valued as a top five dynasty running back right now. He's the best running back in the country. Uh, dual threat, running the ball, catching the ball, running people over, running people down. It doesn't like he's just he's the one on one. Like I don't I don't care 
barring injury, and I'm knocking on wood here right now, uh, he should be 101. There, there's nobody better in the country. His the, his elusive rating and broken tackle rating on limited volume, and he didn't he wasn't even fully unleashed last year. Still sharing work with Roshan Johnson. It's just like the, the the kid is just he's an animal, man. He's an animal. You just see this, and I just want to watch this all day. You know, Bijan Robinson, Jay Rich, or or Brees Hall. Right now, you got one shot. Bijan or Brees Hall? Who? Who do you want? I think I'm still taking Brees Hall. But to your really? point, yeah, I think I'm still taking Brees Hall because I do get the extra year of production. But to your point, B, and we talked about this actually, Bijan will walk into the NFL as a top five running back before he has any draft capital. And he's, to your point, he may even be a top five running back right now. And he still has a year of playing at Texas to go through. But. I mean, the talent's been there from the moment he stepped on at Texas. You see it in his one-handed catches that he's making in high school. He can run, he can catch, he's fast, he can he can do everything. He's elusive, he's powerful. It's just, he's nothing we see in college football even right now. He's clearly the best running back in all of college football. And by the time all these older running backs work their way out of the NFL. Oh, man. Jay, Jay Rich is, Jay Rich is struggling right now. Jay Jay Rich is struggling right now. We'll take him off until he gets it together. It's okay. Uh, Bijan is king. Uh, Bijan for me. Marcus Myers, my boy from UT, who's tapped in as anybody else in the UT space. This is the only thing that Bijan uh, needs to do better is improve his pass blocking. And y'all know how I feel about that, man. And they they probably you know that that's limited work and practice. So that's shit that can be that can be coached up. He's just he's incredible, man. Um, I see some people talking about. Uh, I see some people talking about Gibbs over over Bijan for PPR. I said that at one point in time, but he can uh, he could catch the ball just fine. Like it's it's I, I don't care. I don't think that there's for for what we're looking for. I don't think there's anything that he needs. I mean, of course he can improve his game, but I think he's ready to go right now. And if if you gave me if you said Ray, you can only pick one of the running backs, Brees Hall or Bijan Robinson. It would be Bijan Robinson for me over Brees Hall, and I love Brees. I just think that this kid um, is. I don't want to. I don't want to go. I don't want to be speak wildness right now. But when you're talking about running backs that have come out over the last like ten years, just as prospects, you know, it's hard to ignore Saquon Barkley as a prospect and and what he looked like. But man, this this kid is this kid is right there with with some of the best running back prospects that have come out. Um, uh, Beacon said he's the next AP. Again, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to speak too too highly, man. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Marcus, uh, Marcus put me on Bijan coming out of high school, man. He also put me on that uh, damn Jake Smith, who was horrible. So you're fifty percent, fifty percent hit rate. All right, we got uh, Zach Evans. So if we're not going to go TCU wide receivers, we'll go TCU running backs. Zach Evans, not here anymore, but he played at TCU, so I'm still lumping him in there with the great LT. He's at Ole Miss right now, so he should be set to smash. Zach Evans, Ole Miss running back, played at TCU, transfers out. But, you know, he played at TCU, so so he's got some LT, some LT mystique on him. Hopefully he can make it happen down there with Lane Kiffin. I think Zach Evans right now... Uh, I have him as a tier two running back that can move inside of tier one. You got Sean Tucker out of Syracuse. Uh, you know, Jameer Gibbs. We talk about Jameer Gibbs. Some people like uh, what he could bring to the table. I think he's the best accelerator in this class and probably the best pass catching running back. 
and now he'll be at Alabama and have a chance to play uh, with, with the Alabama Crimson Tide. You just see him in the open field. Reminds me of like, he just looks like Alvin Kamara to me when he's running the ball. Uh, I think Jameer Gibbs is going to be incredible. Uh, the the issue with him is going to be his size, right? Like how big is Jameer Gibbs going to be? If if they say he's listed sub 200, that's not going to cut it. But man, he, he looks he looks like he's got some size on him, man. So I'm a big Jameer Gibbs fan right now. He's a tier one running back prospect for me, cl- clustered in there with like Sean Tucker. Uh, from Syracuse, whom I absolutely love. But when I'm looking at sort of the database and seeing where these guys are getting drafted, you're not seeing Sean Tucker sort of get that high draft capital like a Gibbs. We're seeing Gibbs right now, peak of uh, peak of 12, being mocked around 25 overall. Zach Evans, 31 overall. And then Sean Tucker, 53 overall with the peak of 43. Um, this, is, this is my concern. I'm going to bring Jay Rich back, see if he's back. This is my concern with Sean Tucker is he plays at Syracuse like yeah I just don't I don't know I don't know how that's gonna I don't know if he smashes this year it shouldn't matter at all but just right now like Syracuse running back um I I don't know how the NFL is gonna feel about it Jay yeah I think to your point he's gonna have to test really well he'll have to have another spectacular season to really get people on his radar I'm hoping that this year, he can oh, kind man. of get into the running for the Doak Walker Award. What, what's going on? Uh-oh. You, you are – you the mic, it, it, it sounds like Popcorn J. Rich. Popcorn what? J. Rich. Yeah, we're, yeah, try it again. Try it again. Yeah, it's yeah, it's the uh, – go ahead. Try it again. Oh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, so, I mean, oh, for yeah, me, it's yeah, just – Oh, yeah, 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 yep, nope, 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 yeah, nope, 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 Jay. It's not – it's it's Popcorn. Are y'all hearing that too or is it just me? Um, it's, it's Syracuse effect with Sean Tucker, Tank Bigsby. I mean, you see him falling, man. You see him, you see him falling. All right. Trey said he sounds fine. So, all right. He's good. Go ahead, Jay. Go ahead, Jay. This is just another case of you blaming me. And I'm like looking around like what's, what could be the problem? But more importantly, yeah, Sean Tucker, I think it's just, I think he needs to get some media love. And I think that's the biggest issue playing at Syracuse. He's not getting that. But for me, I think he deserves to be in there. To your point, can he get into the first round? Probably not. He's not that good. Realistically, it should yeah. be just Bijan Robinson. And I think there's a small, 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 small chance Jameer Gibbs with a spectacular season could be up there as well. Marcus is talking about playing in Alabama, man. It, it, it does things to people's draft stock. Uh, not to say he's going to go in the first round, but he could definitely be in that high second round overall for sure. Yeah, I don't think he's I don't think he's gonna be first rounder either, Jay. But playing at Bama, you're gonna get the Bama. Let me say this: he's better than Brian Robinson, who went in the third round. He's a lot better than that. Um, so you got Tank Bigsby. I saw Devon A. Chain. PFF ranked Devon A. Chain as a first round pick um, in in their most recent 2023 mock. I've got I've got word, good word from people who are in the track and field space. You know, Devon A. Chain participating in track and field right now. He they're saying he's he's running 10 ones and 10.09s and damn near qualifying for the Olympics. Said he weighs like 170, potentially sub 170 pounds right now during yeah. track. I mean, what are you gonna? That's that's that's, that's what listen, he wants to do too, right? He could be an Olympian if he keeps training. Keeps but there's no on it. there's no money in track and field, though. You know, like there's no money in track. So I don't know. I think he's really good. Some people are saying Jamal Charles. I don't think he's Jamal Charles, man. That, that's Charles was a different cat, and I know Marcus can speak to that, uh, knowing Jamal and being around there, being around that program intimately. 
But I don't think he's Jamal Charles. I think he's good. He is the fastest player in college football. There's no doubt about that. Like, he, he is the most – he should have just a big season um, at Texas A&M. But I'm still waiting to see sort of how the NFL uh, values him. Chris Johnson weighed 190. I just said 160, 170. Um, so there's a little bit of a difference between 190 and, and 170 pounds, 100, 180 pound running back. So we'll, we'll see. And if you're, if you're telling me he's going to be Chris Johnson and we're going to bet on that level of outlier, then okay. Um, but I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put him. Um, I'm not going to say Chris Johnson. I, I can't do that. Um, Eric Gray, Zach Charbonnet, Chris Rodriguez, uh, EJ Smith, Emmett Smith's son. But an interesting one that I want to talk about, Jay, who is tiny. He he is he's even smaller than Devon A. Chain. But man, I I think I'm just calling the shot now. I'm calling the shot now, man. I think he's gonna get drafted like in the fourth round of the NFL draft, and he's gonna be on the field in PPR situations, man. Um. I think Deuce Vaughn is interesting, bro. He's he is interesting, and apparently, like when you're looking at like the NFL mock draft stuff, you see him at a peak of eighty, in you know right after Zach Charbonnet. It's going to be interesting to see how the NFL uh, views Deuce Vaughn after the season that he's about to put up at at Kansas State because he's going to crush. Deuce Vaughn is tiny, man, but there's no like it, when you look at the rushing metrics that PFF has, like there was no better running back than goddamn Deuce Vaughn. Just his ability in the receiving game, uh, how good he is. It's He's a fun player, right? This is one you don't want to get out ahead over your skis uh, with him, but it's going to be interesting to watch Deuce Vaughn operate at Kansas State. And if you haven't seen him play, man, the Darren Sproles comp is real. Oh, like the Deuce Darren Vaughn is incredible. And incredible, Marcus said man. Deuce is a dog. He's a, he's He's really good, man. He's really good, but again, he's five foot six. Is he five six? A hundred seventy pounds. Like he just, he's a fu- just somebody to keep on your radar as we go through. And when I'm thinking about the second round of rookie drafts, like, and you're just you know taking those dart oh, yeah. throws on running backs, scheme dependent. If he landed, like, if he landed with the Saints back in that day, like he would be, mm-hmm. he would be Darren Sproles, right? It'd be an easy comparison to make. I love him, man. I, I'm I'm a big fan of his game. I wouldn't go Jay so far to be like uh, he's a top five back. I'm not. I'm not not doing any of that. But when you're talking about the second round, third round of rookie drafts, I think Deuce Vaughn is well worth a shot. Um, like I said, Zach Charbonnet who came back. You got Marshawn Lloyd, uh, the highly yeah. touted. We've been waiting for Lloyd for like two years now. Hopefully, over uh, some of his injury, Marshawn Lloyd have an opportunity to play and start South Carolina this year. That will be fun to watch. Uh, you got a you got a cat man that I liked. I talked about him. I put you on him, Jay Xavier Valade. He transfers yeah. from Wyoming. Now he's at Arizona State. So Arizona oh, wow. State always they always get these running backs in that end up being pretty good. So watch out for the name Xavier Valade out of Arizona State right now. I'm excited to watch him. Blake Corum out of Michigan uh, backed up Hassan Haskins last year is going to be working in tandem with Donovan Edwards, a 2024 running back prospect this year uh, for for the 2024 class. They'll be working in tandem. So you got Blake Corum there. Um, You know, any other guys that are really Noah Kane, eh, not really Kevon Lee, maybe not really Eric Gray. Are you are you going back to the Eric Graywell at Oklahoma this year? 
Are we back on Eric I mean, Gray? There's not really a we here. You were you were really pushing the Eric Gray train. And it's not that I didn't like him. It was just I was unsure, right? And I think now we're at the point where he's probably going to be maybe valued higher than Deuce Vaughn. I think that's a great comparison. Is Ray, if you, let's say they both got third round draft capital, would you take Deuce Vaughn over Eric Gray in the NFL? Skill sets are very similar. Production, obviously. If they had similar draft capital? Yeah, like, like oh, third yeah. round for both of them. Yeah, I'd take Deuce Vaughn over Eric Gray. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think his skill set, he's got a unique skill set. He will, let me just get it clear. Deuce Vaughn will not be command. I mean, Boston Scott was usable and he's 10 times better than Boston Scott. Like he's 10 times yeah. better than Boston Scott. He will fit a, a a role, and I think he will play that role well. Um, Blake Horm is dope, man. Like he, every time he was on the field, he was making plays. I like them coming out of high school, man. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm excited about that one. And Marcus said it right there, Vaughn over Gray. Yeah, Gray kind of, Gray kind of hurt me, man. Like he was supposed to do it last year, you know, and he couldn't. He couldn't beat out Kennedy Brooks. He couldn't, t- you know, command the workload. Like he got relegated to the bench at points of yeah. time last year, man. So. Um, not good, not, not good for Eric Gray, Kendall Milton out of Georgia. I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, maybe. I got him in tier four right now. I just, I never, I never believed in it. He's a big bruising back, not really fast, not a lot of speed. Uh, Jace McClellan is one that we didn't talk about out of Alabama towards ACL, mm-hmm. which led to opportunity for Brian Robinson. But with Jameer Gibbs being this year, that tells you everything you need to know about what Alabama's thinking about, you know, Alabama's thinking about, uh, Jace McClellan. Uh, and the, the, there's only two tight ends that I want to talk about before we get out of here. One is Jaheim Bell out of South Carolina, who he'd been, he would have been the tight end one in this class, I think. Oh, for I sure. Think, I think for Jaheim sure. Bell would have been tight end one over over uh, Trey McBride in this class. Um, he's like a let me let me use this. He's a a enormous version of like Debo Samuel, and they both played in oh, South my. Carolina. There you go. He's the tight end version of Debo. They want to give him the ball out of the backfield. He's more like an H-back. Like, he kind of reminds me of, you remember Chris Cooley, Jordan Reed, but more athletic. Like, way more athletic than Chris Cooley uh, or Jordan Reed. So, Jaheim Bell pushing for TE1, but right now, it's the big boy. Uh, Doesn't he just, don't you just go ahead and say it. Who who is he? Who is he, Jay? Who is he? He's just... Baby Gronk, because he's baby he's Gronk. Just, he's got to be baby Gronk. He wears eighty seven. Notre Dame. He's you big. Know, he's he's white. He's big yeah. and white. Wears eighty seven. Runs over hands, people. Yeah. Scores touchdowns galore. Uh, just down the Runs field. Runs the routes too. I mean, Michael Mayer. Michael Mayer would have been a first round pick this year, don't you think? Easily, he's going to be been a first round. Pick, a first round NFL pick. I mean, a first round yeah. NFL draft pick. Oh I mean, yeah, hundred percent. He's he just can do it all. He he might even be a top ten pick next year, like. For how good he really is, if, if a team really believes he can be the guy, I wouldn't be shocked. Like, you think about how good he was as a freshman, as a sophomore. Not to say he should be a top 10 pick, but Kyle Pitts, like the gap between Kyle Pitts and Michael Mayer, how big is it for you? Um, Mayer's, Mayer's good, He's man. good. He's, He's really good. good. Like, I still want Kyle Pitts over him. But it, yeah, it, yeah, Michael but Mayer, gap, I, I would be taking Michael Mayer over every tight end drafted over the last. It, it's Pitts and then Michael Mayer. And then, yeah, like I'm he trying knows. to think of a tight end as a prospect that I'm like, like Evan Ingram was a top pick. Mayer over 
Like it's uh, he's yeah, Joku, good, man. OJ Howard, he's better than all of them. Better than all of them. Those are the the big ones, right? Over the last few years, the three in the first round. Might, but Mayer is by far better than all of them. And but playing the, Notre Dame, I think, will help him because they they really do develop their blockers really well as well. And I think Noah, the way he is the pass catcher is just going to be disgusting in the NFL. Here goes here goes two good ones: Michael Mayer or T.J. Hawkinson as prospects. Mayer. What? Okay, Mayer. so you're telling not me that you close. would pick Hawkinson, who wasn't even tight end one on his own team? I'm no. sorry. Yeah. I'm, ta- I'm taking All right. Michael Noah Fant. Scott Connor says Noah Fant or Mayer. That's a good comparison because Noah Fant was that dude. I still think I'm taking Michael Mayer, though. Mayer's I think he's, better I think he's than a Fant. better prospect. He, not be more athletic. Very, very he might not be more athletic, but he's a better prospect than Noah Fant, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, here goes the real one, right? Michael Mayer or Brock Bowers? We'll see. We'll see. Similar light, though. Brock Bowers is just, he's so good. He's so good. He he's the next Michael Mayer, realistically, right? Man, he's the he's good, man. You don't do you don't do that well, as Brock a tight Bowers end did. in the SEC as a true freshman. Um, I love Brock Bowers, man. He's he is he is if he were in this NFL draft class as a freshman, as a true freshman, Brock Bowers would have been would have been a first round NFL draft pick. So yeah. uh, I just I just gotta look at it one more time. It just that he look like Gronk. Just I just want him, he really man. He does. He's so he's when you see tight ends taking over games, like he t- he's taking over games. It's just this yeah. enormous fucking target, man. Um, he's he's good, man. This is somebody that in tight end premium leagues. How how high is he gonna go up? And Joe, I love oh me some God. Mark Andrews. Mayor's better. He's a better. He's he's literally, I think, the best. I think he's better than every other tight end that we've seen over the last. I, I don't know. I don't want to say ten years because I don't remember the twenty twelve class that like that. But I, it's Kyle Pitts and then Michael Mayer as prospects. Like it's yeah. It's it, it, and yeah, he's you gotta he go is, back to like Vernon Davis to, to find the tight yeah, end that's that good. He's Notre Dame's only target, and no one can stop him. Like nobody yeah. can stop him. It's uh. It's it's in it, yeah and, and Andrews wasn't wasn't an elite uh wasn't an elite prospect he was it's actually the second tight end drafted by his own team um and people didn't believe they were like all he can do is catch passes not going to be that good but man he's dope uh you got to go Mayer o- o- over Kittle right yeah, I don't think 100%. anybody had Kittle uh you know valued um that highly point is we got two two or potentially even three good tight ends next year we didn't talk about Jaleel Billingsley. Uh, Austin Stogner, I'm not going to go that far. We're not going to go down the Stogner rabbit hole. But the point is, when you're looking ahead to 2023, we went through a, you know, a handful of wide receivers, a handful of running backs. Tight ends are going to be solid because we do have an elite tight end prospect in that class. And Michael Mayer's in the potential to have two. I don't know if Jaheim Bell is going to be ca- categorized as elite, but he's somebody that, shit, if Jaheim Bell were in 2022 – It'd be a conversation between he and, you know what I'm saying, he and Trey McBride, and then I'd take Jaheim Bell over Dolchitz, over any of the tight ends that were drafted after Trey McBride. So we got a good upcoming class coming inside of 2023, and the good thing about what we're doing here on the Wake Up Show, as we approach the college football season right now, all we have to talk about is the NFL, rookies, dynasty value, but we will be talking about college football on the show because that's that's what all of this was founded off of was you know, destination Debbie, it was college, it was NFL, how you marry the two between college and NFL together to be a better dynasty player. So as we approach the fall, as we approach July and August, 
the, the same way that we're talking about the NFL and, and, and what to do with these veterans and rookies, we'll be diving in the college side as well to keep you one step ahead, to put those Joe Burrows who start to flash early on your radar, to put the Devin Learys on your radar, to put the Rasheen Allais on your radar. That way, as you start to position yourself throughout the fantasy season, right, trade deadlines, making a push, uh, you know, rebuilding for the next year, you're like, damn, I remember Jay Rich and Ray G talking about uh, Jermaine Burton on the Wake Up Show. I remember him talking about Jaden Daniels or Rakeem Jarrett or Tank Bigsby. And we'll be able to just make better uh, dynasty moves for your roster. So it's going to be it's gonna be real dope, man. It's going to be real dope. Eric Gilbert, not putting Gilbert in there yet. We just got to see. You're out, man. eh? Well, I, I don't want to say I don't want to say I'm out, <clears throat> but I'm definitely not a uh, top five pick overall in <laughs> SPFF had the other day. So check it out. No show tomorrow. I will be out of town. Um, I've got a graduation to go to. So no show tomorrow. Uh, we will do our NBA prop bet videos. Um, the same that that will remain on schedule. And when we come back next week, we're going to dive back into the 2022 rookie class because we're going to look at some ADP or do a mock draft. It's going to be one or the other. I think we're looking at ADP. we got a mock draft schedule for next week to see how the community is valuing these players. We're going to do a Q&A show on Thursday, so make sure Wednesday, so make sure all your questions are in for the Wednesday show, and we'll figure out what the hell we'll do on Thursday. So we got a couple of super chat questions before we get out of here that we got to get to. I got them uh, I got them saved and favorited. So let's go to it. Rand, Rice Cake Randy says thanks for all the help the past couple of years. If rebuilding, would you rather have Javonta Williams 102, 202 or 2023 first? Uh I'd rather have Javonta Williams. What would yeah. you rather have, Jay Rich? It's close. I think I'd have Javonta Williams too. Yeah, I'd rather have Javonta Williams uh 102 Kenneth Walker, depending on who you listen to. I know some people listen to Josh Larkey. He is not high on Kenneth Walker at all. Episode dropping today. Uh, Drake London, a random-ass dart throw like Damian Pierce, and then I don't know what 2023 first that is. Uh, I'd be pretty upset if it were, you know, uh, if I had to pick like Blake Corm at the back of the first with that uh, over Javonta Williams. So give me Javonta Williams over, over those draft picks. We got Anthony. Anthony. <laughs> Got offered 103 and Allen Robinson for 101 and Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, probably not. Brees Hall, and Brees Hall and Ramondre or Kenny Pickett and or if it's a single quarterback, Drake London and A-Rob. I'd rather Brees Hall and Ramondre Stevenson over 103. Even though I do think A-Rob is going to smash this year. So if you're a win-now team, I think he's going to absolutely light it up this fall but give me Brees Hall and Ramondre Stevenson Jay where you at yep yeah no I'm keeping the one-on-one too I think it's just from a value perspective that's what I want and that's how I would go about it for sure all right and then Joe Johnson I was about to say uh didn't Joe Johnson was it Joe Johnson I saw Joe I saw Joe baby I saw Joe how do you all value rookie picks I like how you use y'all so he must be from the south man are you Joe you from Texas how do y'all value rookie picks in a Debbie league that also has Debbie picks. Thank you guys for all you do and the whole DD team. Um, how do you value rookie picks in a Debbie league? Depends on how deep the Debbie league is, right? If it's only some, some, most of that plan are only like one or two rounds. And if it's only one or two rounds, like they're devalued a little bit, but not a ton, right? Because a lot of times with, with shallow Debbie leagues, man, they're taking like 2024 guys. They're taking Trevion Anderson and Quinn Ewers yeah. and, and, you know, they're, they're taking, Two classes out, which 
which provides some value and depth. Like I'm pretty sure that in you know one round Devi leagues, two round Devi leagues, there are a bunch of players that went in the first two rounds of the NFL draft that weren't taken in Devi leagues. Like no one took Rashad White. You know what I'm saying? Like people probably had Spiller from a couple of years ago in Brees Hall, but Rashad White probably on the board, Kenneth Walker probably on the board, a lot of the quarterbacks on the board. So it depends on the league size. Um, if it's a deep Devi league, then they're significantly devalued, right? I don't give a shit about them. Give me all the Devi picks. But if it's only a round or two of Devi, then I still think the rookie picks still have some pretty solid value, and I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be, you know, wholesale panicked on it. I think it'd be still. Um, uh, you know, pretty, pretty valuable. So appreciate the question. Got one more for Cobra Kai. Let's get Cobra Kai in the building. How many of these Brees Hall-like prospects are stacked up in 2023 already worth the RBs, quarterbacks, wide receivers? How deep we talking? How many of these Brees Hall-like prospects are stacked up in 2023? I'd say uh, four. Of all the positions, quarterback, wide receiver, running back? Well, unless you want to count Michael Mayer, but Michael Mayer. No, nah, man, I, really... I think I think, I think think there's – I think you've got – I think you got like seven, eight blue chippers in this class, man. I think the the receivers that we talked about, Bijan Robinson, and I'm going to put Jameer Gibbs in there, so that's five. And then if you want to be conservative, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. I think those yeah. are those. And then I would say for tight end premium, Michael Mayer. So there's eight. Yeah. There's eight premium prospects right now that would be right up there. If if you sm- smash Brees Hall in with those eight, they'd all be clustered together. It wouldn't be Brees Hall and then those eight. It, it's going to be Bijan for me, and then the quarterbacks, then Brees, then some wide receivers smattered in. So I, I think it's we're, we're it's the, the elite ones are elite. And, again, I like Sean Tucker right now. I think he's my RB2 in the class. But we got to see how the NFL values in Syracuse. Yet. Got to just see how, uh, uh, um, you know, the NFL values uh, a Syracuse running back. Yeah, and that's what he meant, blue chippers. Yep. Uh, Levis, I'm not putting Levis in the blue chip category yet. I've been talking about him longer than anyone can remember, but I'm still not putting him in blue chip category yet. But he definitely has the ability to develop into that as the season as the season goes on. So um, if y'all are still here, hit the like button, comment for the algorithm, subscribe to the podcast, tap into the newsletter. We appreciate y'all. Y'all enjoy the rest of your damn week and make sure y'all wake up with us on Monday. We uh we will uh we'll uh we'll come back. We'll ADP. come back and we'll do ADP. it. ADP. ADP. That's what I was looking for. I was trying to look on the screen ADP on Monday. We out. Have a good weekend. Peace. Peace.